Hello, and welcome back to Mama Rosalind's place, a place where all are welcomed. So come on in, sit back, relax, and stay for a while. Each Tuesday, I will share with you a different story or two. These are my interpretations of some of my favorite stories. This week, in honor of Juneteenth, which has just been recognized as a national holiday this year, and which was celebrated this past Saturday. The first story that I'll be sharing is the Ebo Landing story. This rendition that I'm sharing is by Frank and Doug Quimby, as it was recorded by Marion Barnes. The second story is how the slaves helped each other, as retold by Mr. William J. Faulkner and recorded by Simon Brown. The Ebo Landing Story. During the time of slavery, they would load and unload slaves at Dunbar Creek on the north end of St. Simon's Island on the east coast of Georgia. On one particular trip, a ship went to Africa to get more people to bring them here to America to sell them for slaves. When the slave traders were in Africa, they went by the Igbo tribe and they found 18 grown people. They fooled them. They, sold, they told them we want you to go to America to work. When these people got to St. Simon's Island, they found out that they had been tricked and they were going to be sold as slaves. Then all 18 of these people agreed together. They all said, no, rather than be a slave here in America, we would rather be dead. They linked themselves together with chains and they said a prayer. They said, Water brought us here and water is going to carry us away. Then they backed themselves out into Dunbar Creek and drowned themselves. As they were going down, they were singing a song in their African language. We continue to sing that very song today using English words. Today, Dunbar Creek on St. Simon's Island is a historical spot visited by throngs of people who have heard the story some visitors who have gone to Dunbar Creek on nights when the moon shines in a certain way, they say they've heard the muffled sound of voices talking, people wailing, and chains rattling. The Ebo Landing Song Oh, freedom, oh, freedom, oh, freedom over me. And before I'll be a slave, I'll be buried in my grave and go home to my Lord and be free. No more crying, no more crying, no more crying will there be. And before I'll be a slave, I'll be buried in my grave and go home to my Lord and be free. No more groaning, no more dying, no more dying will there be. And before I'll be a slave, I'll be buried in my grave and go home to my Lord and be free. The End
How the slaves helped each other. Sister Dicey was a good old soul, the goodest soul you'd ever want to meet. She was the friend of all the folks, black and white. One day, Sister Dicey passed away in her sleep. Now, the slaves, they didn't have no undertaker. So the women folk, they came in and they prepared her body for burial, which had to be done in 24 hours. After bathing her, they put on her the best dress they could find, and they laid her out in a homemade coffin, resting on two chairs. Somebody pinned a flower on her bosom, and later that night, slaves from all about came to the cabin and sat around while they sang and prayed. People kept coming and going all night long. The singing was mostly sad songs with happy endings because the folks felt that now Sister Dicey was freed from all the trials and tribulations of slavery and was safe in heaven, at rest, and in peace forevermore. She wouldn't be a barefoot slave dressed in rags anymore. In God's heaven, she'd have everything she needed to make her happy. The mourners at Sister Darcy sitting up knew this, and they sang, I got shoes. You got shoes, all God's children got shoes. When I get to heaven, gonna put on my shoes. Gonna walk all over God's heaven. I got a robe, you got a robe. All of God's children got a robe. When I get to heaven, gonna put on my robe. Gonna shout all over God's heaven. So with this picture of heaven in mind, the warner's they weren't too sad about Sister Dicey's going away. They knew she was better off with the loving Heavenly Father than she had ever been in this wicked world of slavery. Some of the people got so happy thinking about heaven <laughs> that they burst out crying and shouting for joy. And so the sitting up, it went all night long. The next morning, the old master, John Brown, came over to the cabin to pay his last respect to Sister Dicey. Told you everybody liked her and to tell the people that he would let them off from work to go to the funeral. They could use a pair of his mules and his best farm wagon to carry the coffin through the woods to the graveyard. The coffin was a plain pine box built by a good slave carpenter on the plantation who could make them to fit any size body, man, woman, or child. I didn't walk with the coffin in the mornings out to the graveyard because I was only about 13 at the time, and I had been sent to help some of the men dig the grave. It was six feet long, three feet wide, and six feet deep. But I couldn't help with the last of it. I, I was too scared to stay in the grave when it got down past my head. When the family and mourners reached the burying grounds, six men carried the coffin to the grave, and they rested it on two long-handled shovels. Then they put plow lines under each one and let it down easy-like into the hole. A box lid was let down and the same ropes and fitted in place. And then a man climbed into the grave and screwed the lid on. When this was done, the slave preacher said words of comfort over the body. It was something like this. Sister Dicey, since God in his mercy has taken your soul from earth to heaven and out of your misery, I commit your body to the ground. Earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, where it will rest in peace. But on that great getting up morning, when the trumpet of God shall sound to wake up all the dead, we will meet you in the skies and join the host of saints who will be go marching in 
Yes, we want to be in that number, Sister Darcy. When the saints go marching in. Before the preacher could finish his benediction, some of the women, they got so happy that they drowned him out with their singing, hand clapping and shouting. <laughs> then some men and boys began to fill up the grave. Yeah, when it was full, they rounded it up real pretty like, as pretty as they could anyway, and put one wood shingle at the head and another at the foot of the grave. The women folk laid down some flowers and, rib and ribbon grass on top and put colored bottles, broken glass, and seashells, anything they could find to make it nice. In that way, they showed their love for her. It was the best the slaves could do in those days. Everybody was poor and owned by their masters, but no man could own their souls or keep them from loving one another. These gifts, they come only from God. The end. Well, my friends, I hope you enjoyed our story today and our visit, and I hope that you'll join me again next week for another story or two. If you would like to contact me, my email address is mamaroslins at gmail.com. That's M-A-M-A-R-O-S-L-Y-N-S at gmail.com. I would like to leave you with this. Whatever struggle you are facing, God has already equipped you to overcome it. Nicole Wider. And as always, my friends, be blessed.